Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just, it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, that was fun. Bucks losing Philly tonight, or today, Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Welcome in, 121-109. Bucks get beat, and they get beat. They got beat the first time this year. I think I can come on here and say that. We got beat today. But, man, I'm not trying to come on out here and say this doesn't hurt. This doesn't sting. This sucks, man. If anybody was going to beat you on this day, it would have had to have been Philly. The team that I just I just do not like, Joel Embiid. I don't really care for Ben Simmons all that much. Brett Brown, I could take him or leave him. Tobias Harris is all right, but everything else about that team, just nauseating, just nauseates me. And the entire performance today was frustrating to watch. Not many more times are you going to see the Philadelphia 76ers shoot as unconsciously as they did today. 21 of 44 from behind the arc were the Philadelphia 76ers. They tie their own franchise record for threes at Wells Fargo today, and to the Giannis eye poke in the fourth quarter there, to the entire first half, the lack of defensive intensity in the first quarter. I mean, this was just this was a, a, a beat down, and the score doesn't necessarily show as as close as it was, or it shows it being closer than it really was. As, as the Bucks put a, a good run together in the final five minutes to to bring it. Closer. It was a 27-point game at one point. I think it was in the third. I walked outside, and I didn't know what was more frustrating, my lack of phone signal or just the, the disgraceful game. But it's not one of these where I don't like coming out here, and I don't like shock jocks, all right? That's, that's a trigger word in our industry where you come on out here and you say some outlandish remark to make sure everybody calls in and either hates you or loves you, right? That's not what I'm about. I'm not about coming out here and telling you the sky's falling. I'm not about coming in here and saying this is the worst matchup the Bucks could possibly have in the playoffs. I just don't like that. I don't like listening to people that do it. 
I, I don't like I don't like the idea of it. I don't like people on Twitter that do it. All I know is this was the most frustrating Bucks game that I've watched in quite some time. Now, a lot of that is because of the raised expectations we have, right? You're you're expecting this team to be able to go to the first finals, and I believe it was Dave Pash on the call today. Really good job, Doris Burke. Uh, other side, maybe. Um, there's There's a difference between when expectations are raised and when you heighten your own expectations. This Bucks team deserves higher expectations because of how good they were last year, because of how they dominated people last year. And then you get dominated once every couple of, of weeks. And the Bucks finally got their first taste of humble pie. 27 and 5. 27 and 5. But you look at how this game played out today. Can't lie to you and say that I'm not a little bit concerned about seeing Joel Embiid, Al Horford, and Ben Simmons line up down 10 feet away from the bucket and try to stop Giannis from driving and penetrating. And they made his life hell in the paint today. Giannis plays some of the most minutes he has all night, all year, has his worst game of the season. Um, On the other side, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but Chris Middleton played pretty well in that fourth quarter. I mean, classic Chris Middleton for a lot of people playing big in a game that's already out of hand. 31 tonight for Middleton, 18, 14, and 7 for Giannis. He had a plus-minus of negative 18. 8 of 27 from the floor, 0 of 7 from downtown. I do not see that coming again. On the exact same side, I don't see Philadelphia hitting 21 threes a night. I don't see Philadelphia hitting... 15 threes a night. There's a reason why they shoot as poorly of a percentage from downtown as they do. There's a reason why the knock on them across the country and the guys that cover this league day in and day out, why they are looking for shooting at the deadline. You ran into a buzzsaw today. And it only gets magnified because the entire country watched you get kicked today. That's the most frustrating part of this whole thing. Joel Embiid's 31. Yeah, okay. He plays well on national TV. He played well on a Sunday game here last year at Pfizer Forum where the Bucs also got beat by Philadelphia. But throughout the game, I'm trying to calm myself down while also wanting to allow myself to go full meatball fan and get frustrated and infuriated the entire time. There were so many different points in this basketball game today where you felt like the tide was starting to turn. It would start to move. You're into the third quarter. You bring it within two, and then Embiid just started stepping into 24-footers like he was doing a layup line in that first half. You were out physical from the jump. I don't come out here and say somebody wanted it more than you wanted it more than you did today cuz I strongly disagree with that. Like this team wants every single game they play when they step out onto the floor. This you never question the intensity of the Bucks team. But today when you get drummed like you did, 
people will come out here and, and go off with that. Some people will say they were exposed as frauds. Yep, that, That's because they played a bad schedule so far. Look at their strength of schedule through the first, whatever, 32 games. But you're in the same boat with everybody else. you got to play teams like that. Now, the question that was posed to me earlier today while I was somewhat losing my mind on social media, which is usually not what I like to do. I, I don't go off on there. Usually I just go off on the people in the room, and Dan Plucker uh, is in here with me on a Christmas day, and, and he can attest to that during the big show. I usually just go off on people that are three, four feet in front of me instead of a social network, which is a little bit more vast. But you go into this game today with a different type of hype than we saw the in, within the last month for two big games, right? The Clipper game and the Laker game. The hype leading up to those games were huge. All anybody wanted to talk about was how big those games could be. How these are the measuring stick games you got to have. I don't know if we felt ourselves for a little bit too long, but you got to get out of the Eastern Conference first. And from what you saw out of the Philly, Philadelphia 76ers today, that's going to be a little bit more physical than I anticipated. Now, I was expecting there to be a couple of skirmishes today. These two teams do not like each other. It's more old-school NBA. And you saw refs letting these two teams play later on in the game. I'll get into Tony Brothers when we get into our Are You Kidding Me moment of the game. I know a lot of people want to talk about Tony Brothers. How the MVP of the league gets fouled by a poke to the face, then gets fouled on the arm, and then he gets a tech. He gets the tech because you messed up. I am I'm doing everything I can not to use some language that's going to get me fine. Because, guys, as you know, there are a different. There, the, the FCC is still working. It's Christmas Day, but I don't get any reprieve for the fines that might come if, if I use any colorful language. Just disappointed in the game today. I don't know how else to say it. I'm just disappointed in the game today. Christmas Day is like the thanks. It's the Thanksgiving for the NBA, right? Everybody watches basketball. It's the only sport on. It's the only sport you can gamble on all day long. You got to have some action on the floor. And you 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 see that throughout the day. You see that intensity. It starts off and it's bad. Philadelphia rolls all day. It gets close towards the end and just just close enough for people to believe that something was about to happen, something crazy. And it's it just wasn't going to happen today. You could see it a few different times that the Bucks were not, it was just not the Bucks game today. Those are going to happen more out. But from this point forward, if you're a Bucks fan, I don't care when the Bucs go and play the Lakers again. I don't care when they go play Dallas again. I don't care when they go play Toronto again. I can't wait for the next time these two teams play. February 6th, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night at Pfizer Forum on TNT. That's the next time that these two teams are going to square up. 
Philadelphia, Milwaukee. It was a great battle back in the 80s, and it's going to be a really, really good battle for the next few years. Because I don't like that dude, that dude being Joel Embiid. Pretty clear and pretty evident that Giannis doesn't like that guy. And he doesn't seem to really like anybody on this team either. Chris Middleton goes off for 31. Giannis struggles all night. 8 of 27 from the field Were was Giannis tonight. Bucks not much better from 3 at all. And they finish the day 13 of 33. The attempts low. The percentage low. But the Bucks do shoot 47%. It wasn't like you were missing everything that they took all night long, but just very opportunistic with the Philadelphia 76ers. When you play a team that knocks down 21 triples, it's going to be hard to win that game. And the Bucks were unable to answer that all day long. 76ers at one point were 17 of 31 from downtown. That was when the game was as close to out of reach as it was. A 27-point lead. Uh, it got stretched out to you by Philadelphia there in the third quarter. Bucks give up three consecutive 30-point quarters, 38, 31, 31. Finally lock up and, and try to get themselves back in it, and the fourth quarter was indicative of that. A 36-21 outburst, and the Bucks outscore Philly by 15 in the final period. But it was it was a beatdown today. You, you got slapped up a little bit on national TV. So when you see championship teams respond, this is what you're waiting for your Milwaukee Bucks team to do. Now, I vented out my frustration. I feel a lot better. You can do so as well. 414-799-1250. No colorful language. This is just like grandma's basement. You can't swear. You can come out and voice your frustrations, though, as the Bucks get drummed for the first time this year. 121-109. Talking Bucks basketball with you on Christmas Day. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest priced auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. The drive to the airport is going to be the drive of the game because uh, the Bucks didn't do much successful driving today. They also didn't do a whole lot of successful shooting. Bucks did shoot a better percentage than Philadelphia today throughout the game. Bucks lose 121-109. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Touch. This is the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Inside the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Holiday Studios. Merry Christmas to you as well. Don't let this don't let this ruin Christmas, okay? I've already gotten the, the calls in the texts from my relatives saying, are you going to be crabby all night long now? Yes. All right. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to be happy. But the least I can do, or actually I should say the most that I can do, the least that we all can do is put a fake smile on our face and remember that the Packers play for a first round bye on Sunday. But Bucks wise, you can also put, just earmark this date. February 6th, the next time Bucks and 76ers get together. And that one's at Pfizer Forum. Bucks ran into a buzzsaw today. That's what it was. Team that's going to hit a franchise record or tie a franchise record for 21 threes in a game. Team that's among the lowest consecutive or lowest three-point shooting teams 
average-wise across the, the league. The 76ers shoot well from the field, uh, not from three-point land. And they shot much better today. It, it woke you up. Hopefully that's what this does. You're going to get a couple of slices of humble pie along the way. But to answer the bigger questions that I'm getting right now as to if this this game is going to be somewhat indicative of how the playoff matchup between Philadelphia and, and Milwaukee goes, I think there's a little bit of that. Defensively, that is really, really going to be tough for Giannis to be able to stop. We go back to last year's Boston series. He went up against Al Horford. Marcus Morris was there as well. But that was the size that Boston was throwing at you. They were throwing Al Horford and Aaron Baines. They were throwing Al Horford and Jason Tatum, who's like 6'8". And he can move well, but he's not going to be able to limit that. Now you're looking at three dudes that stretch well over 6'9". Simmons, Horford, Embiid. Those are three big-time bodies that can be thrown at you each and every time down the floor, and there was not an inch given to Giannis tonight. I mean, he he had to work for absolutely everything he got today. Giannis didn't get a whole lot to fall. 8 of 27 from the field, his worst game of the year, Bucks' worst game of the year, worst half of basketball I've seen the team play all year long. Not just because of where the scoreboard was, the defensive effort looked laxed. Just never felt like you got off the bus all that well. And there are going to be nights like that. Mama said there's going to be them days. This is one of those days. This is a tough one to swallow. I'm not going to act like I'm very, very happy after this game. But when you have days like this and this type of adversity, I I love watching teams that you believe are supposed to be championship caliber, championship level talent. When the adversity comes like this and you get slapped on national TV, how do you come back? I fully expect this team to rebound well. I'll tell you this. You watch how the Bucks come out against Atlanta in two nights, and I understand it's Atlanta. Jabari Parker always has a nice game against the Bucks. Watch out, Atlanta. Move on to ATL. That's the only way you can you can move from this. But in the back of everybody's mind, you're going to beat up on Atlanta, Orlando, Chicago, Minnesota's okay but not great, San Antonio for a couple of nights, then it's Sacramento. Oh, they could be a playoff team. Portland, they got a couple of nice stars. The West Coast trip here in, in the next week and a half is, is going to be Always a test of of your fortitude and how long you're going to be able to compete and hang around. But you're not going to have the full-on test like you had today until Boston and until Philadelphia again. February 6th, guys. Tuesday night, Pfizer Forum. That's a Thursday night. Excuse me. Make sure it's loud. Make sure it's packed up. That's all I can say. Because they, they brought it today. That place was that place was live. There's no doubt about it. And to act like it didn't play a factor, I don't think you can. When you run into a team that is shooting the lights out on the road, a lot of times you can rebound from that. A lot of times you come into the second half 
the ball does stop a little bit. Flip sides, and you're not shooting that same percentage from deep. Philadelphia shot like that all day long, and they kept their momentum going all game long. As frustrating as this one can be, and it is, and Bucks fans are not happy after this one, but it does come and remind you that you're going to need bigger nights across the board when you play big teams like this. Bucks are still four games up on everybody in the Eastern Conference. They're going to get this team again plenty of times. But you come into a seven-game series, that's going to be a physical battle. And to say that you didn't feel like there was a little shadow of doubt creeping in when when these two teams meet up in, in April or May, whenever it ends up being, it's the first, second, third round. Right now it would be a matchup in, in the second round. Bucks is the one seed. Skate past and fly, burn past Orlando. Philadelphia, Indiana, that's going to be a really, really heavyweight series. But these teams are all going to move around in the middle. Two through six are separated by a game and a half. And you saw Boston take up a game there against Toronto in, in the morning slate. The Bucks are, are here, and they are still going to be one of the, the one or the two seed. No doubt about it. But there was some definite frustration coming, and it poured out for, from Giannis there in the fourth quarter during the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game with Gene Wagner Plumbing brought to you by a business that is celebrating 50 years in business for residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs. Go with experience. Go with GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. When Giannis gets poked in the eye there in the fourth quarter and it ignites a little run, Bucks kind of ran out of some time there, but it was that was the type of energy that on the road in a hostile environment you're going to need from the jump. You're not going to be able to go and summon that late in the game like the Bucks hopefully were trying to do later on in, in this one. It just never came. Ran out of time. Didn't have the opportunities. But... A Christmas to forget is how this performance goes down. We're going to try to get a little bit from Mike Budenholzer today as it is a nationally televised game. Difficult uh, to get stuff from the locker room, but we'll try to hear from the head coach here tonight. We'll also hear from Matt Velasquez. He is in Philly celebrating the Christmas holiday with everybody there as the Bucks lose on Christmas Day. Back-to-back week or years on Christmas Day, two very, very different results as the Bucks won an MSG in the morning game. Last year, they get elevated to the ABC. A little bit prime time, 1.30. That was a good start. A good start time. Still light outside. I'm not going to be all that upset, too. Not only because I think the Bucks are still better than the 76ers all around, but guys, I'm wearing shorts, and it is Christmas Day. Go outside and enjoy yourselves. Wash this one away. We'll come back. We'll reconvene tomorrow. 27th, Friday night, there'll be another game. They'll take on the Atlanta Hawks. They'll blow them out by 10, 15, 20. And all will be right with the world. But when you see Philadelphia later on in the year, I think it's going to be a little bit different contest. Not only because... Philly's not going to shoot over 47% from deep. But the Bucs are going to have to make an adjustment to open up Giannis down low. 
Brooke Lopez is going to have to play more down low. Robin Lopez is going to have to do more on the block because you're going to have to f- bully Embiid a little bit more and be more physical with 21 than you were tonight. That was the toughest part for me in that first half when the defensive intensity, it was it was the lowest effort defensively I've seen this team play all year long. Never able to get out of their own way early. And it costs you all night. No doubt about it. That run with about two and a half minutes left in the first half, Bucks were with or first quarter, excuse me. Bucks were within one. I want to say it was 25, 24, somewhere in that area. Philly comes down with two with an Embiid three, a Horford three, and another Horford three. And I looked over and said, This one's gonna get tough. This one's gonna get bad. You can kind of feel it early on. When a team shoots like that, it's going to be difficult to win a whole lot of games. This hour on the fan brought to you by Schneider. Over 80 years, they've been offering great careers, great benefits, more home time than anybody else. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call them at 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out here on the Christmas holiday. If you're listening to us on a podcast on the radio.com app, this was not fun. This was not good. We were all we were all feeling better later on in the day once we can ice this thing away and enjoy the rest of the Christmas holiday. But let this one marinate and sting because the Bucks will as well and get ready for the next time these two teams meet because it will be a very different result. We'll come on back. We'll talk to Matt Velasquez in about 15, 20 minutes once he is out of the Bucks locker room. I can only imagine that it's going to be a slow, methodical process getting in and out of that Bucks locker room today. To have a game like this, nobody takes Christmas Day lightly, and I don't believe the Bucks did either, but the scoreboard was not kind, and the scoreboard maybe looks a little bit better than this one was. Bucks lose 121 to 109. Take another dive into some numbers and also give you an X factor into tonight's game. That's all coming up straight ahead. 1057 FM, the fan. This is Pick and Safe Probes post game show driven by Mercedes Benz, Milwaukee North. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bucks lose today in Philadelphia, 121-109. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show inside these beautiful Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin studios. We don't have a tree in here. That should be a, that's an issue. Dan Plucker on the other side. Dan, thanks for being here on Christmas Day, of by the course, way. Bill. I know you didn't have much of a choice. No, I didn't. Um, we need to make sure there's a tree in here next year because the sure. Bucks are going to be on Christmas Day, and, and we need to have a little bit more festive mood, I think, in here. Maybe some lights. Yeah, think, I think that would help out today. You do know? you think anybody would be mad if we put some Christmas lights throughout the, the studio here? I definitely don't think so. Okay, you and good. me. We'll, I think that's we'll what be a we'll task do. force for next year. I mean, there should that. at least be a wreath or something. We could do something in here. There's no presents. Nada. There weren't many presents for the Bucks tonight either. Uh, the the one present that kept opening itself up was Joel Embiid, and he kept doing that from the outside. I'm reading a lot here of reaction, talking that the defensive effort felt Jason Kidd-like. Okay, let's let's not go into what we do with the Green Bay Packers and say every time the Packers' offense sputters, that was Mike McCarthy's offense, okay? Let's just take this for what it was. You got your ass kicked. 
right? I know that's not fun. I know it's not good. You got kicked. You got beat up. Maybe you got kicked a little bit once you were down, too. They did a little mule kick and some mud went in your face. And laughed at you. It wasn't fun. Nothing. No part of that game was fun. I, actually, I should be wrong. I will say this. When Giannis gets up after a dude that does not flop, a dude that does not exaggerate calls, guy that does not fish for calls, goes down after getting poked in the eye and then fouled on the arm. That's neither here nor there. Two fouls on one play. Clean strip, it was called on the court. And then gets up off the floor after... Finally, they get him up off the floor. They get him over to the bench, and Doris Burke and Dave Pash are talking. Oh, it was really weird. You don't usually see Giannis like this, sitting three seats away from everybody on the bench. Maybe he's frustrated. Maybe he's mad. Maybe he doesn't like Milwaukee. Uh, then he gets up off the bench and gets held back by Mike Budenholzer and Chris Middleton as he was going at Tony Brothers. Tremendous work. Tony Brothers, open your eyes, dude. Yours didn't get poked. You could have seen Richardson go straight to the face and get get poked in the eye. There was no fishing for a call. It's just a tough spot. Take a look inside some of these numbers, and, and they are not kind. Bucks allowed 101 shot attempts from the field today, 44 from downtown for Philadelphia. They shot over 47.5%, 21 of 44 to be exact, with the 76ers from downtown. Their starting lineup from three, Tobias Harris, 5 of 7. Al Horford, 3 of 7. Joel Embiid, 3 of 6. 4 of 11 was Jason Richardson. That really didn't matter because uh, Corksmas. Am I saying that name correctly? Close enough. Is that close enough? I don't really care what his name is, to be completely honest with you. Forkan, that was probably the better way to say it. This dude was just lights out, especially late in the game. He had a four-point play. He was 4 of 5 from downtown, 5 of 10 from the field, led bench scoring for Philadelphia with 16. When your bench is going to have to outscore teams like this, because the Philadelphia starting five is super talented, Harris... Horford, Embiid, Simmons, and Richardson. It's a super talented group. Not going to have any dispute over that. But when your bench can't outscore theirs to a point that you needed, they got a guy come off and hit four or five from downtown, it's going to be a tough night. Bucks ran into a buzzsaw today. 13 of 33 from deep were the Bucks. Wasn't awful. A lot of that in garbage time. Chris Middleton hit, want to say, three threes there in the final couple of minutes. He ends up with 31 points, caught fire late in the game, but in 33 minutes, K-Mid, 12 of 21 from the field, 5 of 9 from downtown, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Giannis drew a lot of contact, not a whole lot of calls. He was only 2 of 4 from the foul line. That's the most frustrating stat that I see. How does the MVP, with all the contact that was in this game, Ted Davis was doing a real good job not losing it on the broadcast that I was listening to as well. How does he only shoot four free throws in a game? The amount that he drives the lane, the amount that he penetrates, there's no way that that dude is only shooting four free throws in a game. Weren't a whole lot of fouls called on either side as well. And the Bucks get out-rebounded tonight uh, by two. It was a much more uh, large gap in the first half. Bucks out-rebound in the first half by seven. They are the number one rebounding team in basketball, but Philadelphia right there behind them. I want to say at three or four, they walked into uh, the day as in the league rebounding-wise. 
Got a lot of offensive rebounds. Bucks didn't do a good job cleaning up on defense. They did not do a very good job of switching on defense either. That is one area that I've seen a lot of frustration on Twitter was the lack of solid switching late in the game. They definitely switched a lot, more than usual, and the Bucks unable uh, to take care of business today as they lose in Philadelphia 121-109. to Sir Max says it sucked, but it's one game. Just got to learn from it and be better. Get this one from T4. He says, my only concern about the 76ers team is the officiating. Sixers aren't going to make 20 plus threes. Bucks were horrid in the future. If Giannis still can't get a good whistle, let alone as the MVP whistles against Embiid, he can shove guys to the ground. It's going to be difficult. There were some tough calls, uh, but I don't know exactly how many all day long uh, kept the Bucks from winning this game today. Once again, I'm not going to even bring up the fact that some people think that this is shocking and, and the Bucks are not going to be able to rebound from this. I do. Jay says, everybody says 76ers are coming out of the East. This is how you respond to the first matchup. This is why nobody is taking Milwaukee serious because the same issues are happening. No shooters. It just didn't shoot well from downtown. I think they have plenty of shooters. You want to say Kyle Korver's not a, a flamethrower shooter? In 20 minutes, he only got open twice from downtown. That's the issue. You weren't getting open. And take enough. You know why? Because you didn't have enough possessions. Look at the shooting percentage. You shot a better percentage than them from the floor. You know why the point dis- differential? Because he didn't shoot enough threes. Philadelphia looked like the team that wanted to let it fly today. Not the Bucs. Iran says, just like Celtics last season when they shoot a record for threes in the regular season, it's just a loss. One of only five so far this year. We'll be just fine and keep up everybody making sure everyone is healthy and we'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals and Finals come the summer. There's plenty to still be positive about in a game like this. Yes, it was frustrating. Yes, it's on national television. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Christmas, and I'm wearing shorts. I saw a lot of good Bucks gifts being given away on Christmas today. Saw a lot of people opening some good gifts this morning. A lot of Cream City. That was the overarching uh, gift that I saw. A lot of people getting Cream City jerseys. The Cream City hooded sweatshirt was one that I definitely saw a lot of. But after a game like today, there will be frustration. There will be fans that believe that this is going to be not an outlier, but the way that this series would be played later on in the year. I don't see Tobias Harris hitting five of seven threes. I don't see Joel Embiid hitting three of six. And I don't see Giannis going 0 of seven from downtown and many other opportunities. The calls under the basket, I don't know if I see changing all that much, though. And that's the part of this game that does worry me going forward uh, into the rest of the NBA season. Sour on the Fan is brought to you by Coach's Pub and Grill. Stop in today for lunch or dinner. Try the fabulous Friday Fish Fry Now Open Coaches on Lake Danoon. Frustrated? You can be frustrated as well. The Bucks lose... A regular season game on Christmas Day today to the Philadelphia 76ers, now 27-5 and 
through the 2019 regular season. Next time these two teams will meet up is February 6th. Take a quick timeout. We'll hear from Matt Velasquez from Wells Fargo Center down in Philadelphia later on here today. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. You can join us sometime for you as well at 414-799-1250. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Despite a season-high 31 points from Chris Middleton, Bucks lose tonight in Philadelphia. 121-109, the final score. Bucks outscored Philadelphia by 15 in the fourth quarter. It really wasn't that close. Philly led by 21 at half. They led by 27 after three quarters. Tough performance. As we'll hear from Mike Budenholzer here coming up shortly, we'll also hear from Matt Velasquez as well once he is done inside the Bucks locker room. You can only imagine it's going to be a little bit difficult Bucks locker room tonight to navigate through, but we'll hear from our insider as well, Mike Budenholzer, right now here on 105.7 FM. The fan. Uh, first, a lot of credit to Philly. Um, they played really well today. They shot the ball really well. Lots of different individual guys stepped up. So, um, but I like the way our guys fought. Um, you know, kind of came back. You know, maybe one more miss, two more misses late uh, gets even closer. And we didn't play our best. So um, against a good team like this, um, we've got to be a little bit better. But you know, I think we'll learn from today, and um, we'll be better going forward. You talk about trying to come back. The team cut it to 11 points with a couple minutes left, and then Tobias Harris just hit that other three-pointer. That moment, how indicative of it was it of the night that Philly had? Yeah, that was a big one. Um, you know, I think yeah, whatever word you want to use, it was just like they had just enough uh, threes, had just enough guys make plays. Uh, we needed one more stop there, um, but you know, credit to them. This isn't the first time we've talked about three-point defense. Just what do you think of your guys' execution on that end and how they cut it in today? Well, we played you know a significant amount of zone in the second half, and so Cork Moss hit uh, several um, in that situation. I think Tobias, including the one we just talked about, I don't think he could have been guarded any better. Hit some. Um, first half, you know, I think they had 11 at the half, and Embiid probably hit a couple and. Um, you know, other guys, it's, I, I think, as crazy as it is, I, you know, they're 68 points or 58 or whatever it was at half. I don't think our defense was great, but I also don't think it was, it was terrible. Um, you know, we'll look at the film and see what we think. You mentioned, you mentioned the zone. You know, what, what was kind of the point where you said, okay, we have to try something different? And what did you think about the zone as a whole? Probably when we were down 27, said maybe we got to try something different. Um, and overall, you know, I think we we you know gave ourselves a chance i think it you know got interesting there the last two three minutes which i credit to our players i love the character they showed the fight they showed including in the zone um and you know i think it's something we haven't used a lot so whether it be against this team um you know where zones a lot of teams have been zoning these guys lately um or just in general to have something else we can use um that gives us an opportunity it's uh it's a good thing what do you think they did well against Giannis today um, you know, it's it's hard to say. I think um, you know, got to give them credit. They, I think they were physical. Um, maybe showed them a crowd, different bodies, different people. There was some physicality that they brought to the game, and um, you know, I also think you know it was not Giannis's best game. Um, you know, so I think they had an impact on it. But 
Um, you know, I think he'll play better going forward. I know he struggled with his back some. Was that a concern at all in the last couple of weeks, or just what is, what's going on with his back, I guess? Mm, no, I mean, NBA player, especially a guy like him that, you know, does as many things and is bumped and, and banged on, um, you know, there's various things that are kind of, you know, always probably a little bit on the alert. Um, the back maybe, uh, you know, but it's... It's nothing out of the norm, or um, hopefully we'll be able to manage it and keep him healthy. Did you, think you, get, did you feel you were getting the shots you wanted in that first half as well, or just something things on your on your offense as well on that first half? Um, a little bit of both. You know, I felt like there was a lot of times where we missed shots around the basket in the paint, um, shots that I would say we make at a high percentage, and today we didn't. So, you know, they've got they've got length, they've got shot blocking, so maybe that had a little bit of impact on it, um, but. Uh, Again, I, you know, despite being down a lot, um, I think there was a lot of credit to, to Philly. We could be better, but I think overall, uh, you know, it's just one of those nights. With Giannis, are there going to be expected growing pains as it's more emphasis on the three-point shot? Um, you know, I mean, he's he's growing and developing both his confidence and his comfort level as a three-point shooter. So, you know, I think uh, I think he said it the other day. You know, some nights he's gonna he's gonna make five out of eight, and some nights he's gonna go you know one for six or one for seven. And we want him to keep shooting, and um, you know that's part of his growth. And we're excited about how he's gonna grow. Every game you guys are trying to grow, get better, learn something new. What do you think you take away from this one? Um, you know, again, I I have to look at the film, but. Um, I don't think we were as bad as, you know, being down 27. I think they were very good. You know, I think, you know, if there's one thing you learn, I think when Philly plays at a high level, makes shots, um, Cork Moss contributes like that, um, you know, they're pretty good. And you have to raise your level to them. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Got to give a lot of credit to the Philadelphia 76ers, as Mike Budenholzer just said there. Played a great game when you have them shoot as well as they did, 47.5% from deep. They make 21 threes. They tie a team high, a franchise record. Yeah, you're going to lose most games, and maybe the score was not as close as the game, or was closer than the game was, but maybe the Bucks didn't play as bad as the score would indicate, as Coach Budenholzer says right there. Eric Bledsoe still out with that right fibula avulsion fracture, but the injury to get a little bit of clarity on here from Matt Velasquez next. He's just inside the Bucks locker room. He's with us next. This is Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz in Milwaukee North. Come on back on the fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bucks get beaten Philly today on a Christmas Day extravaganza, 121-109. Well, that score is maybe a little bit closer than it was today as the Bucks trailed by as many as 27. Joining us now from Wells Fargo in Philadelphia, 
Beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, covers the Milwaukee Bucks as well as anybody. He's Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Matt, that uh, that could not have been fun to watch in person because it sure wasn't that much fun from back here in Milwaukee. I mean, a close game would have been more fun, but I think that, you know, that that's the NBA. That's kind of what happens sometimes. Um, you know, uh, the Bucks have been on the, the winning side of, of those types of games before, and so that's that's sometimes what you get when you go to an NBA game. Well, that's for sure, and, and I think that was a, a good point by Mike Budenholzer. He credited Philadelphia a lot, and they shot the lights out of the gym, especially in the first half. Yeah, the Sixers were great. Uh, you look at Joel Embiid and the way he played uh, offensively, defensively. I mean, he was phenomenal um, you know, as a team. You know, they were – I mean, they made 21 of 44 threes. I mean, that's – yeah. That's like that's like preposterous. Like those are crazy numbers. Um, but you know that's a heck of a shooting display uh, and a great team effort. Ben Simmons was was kind of getting in everywhere, poking balls away on defense. Um, you know, just like a really really impressive game by them. It was one of those games where you can see, you know, how good this Sixers team can be when they're playing, you know, AA plus basketball. And you know that this score, uh, like you mentioned before, wasn't really indicative of how close the game was. The Sixers were up by like 20 plus almost the whole second half. Right. Uh, and then they kind of took the, the their foot off the gas in the second and then in the fourth quarter and Bead sat for most of that quarter of not you know like probably like nine minutes of it, um, you know and and then the Bucks kind of you know made it respectable, um, but you know that was just an all in all all in all like that was a really great game by the Sixers. Was that the uh, overarching message that you were getting from players in the locker room today? Oh yeah, I mean uh, you know they want to learn from it, they want to get better from it. Um, but, you know, George Hill was like, yeah, this doesn't really mean that much. It's it's a regular season game, just like our wins are regular season games. Like, we're just trying sure. to get better. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, Giannis said, hey, you know, maybe we needed that. We needed uh, a game to kind of to, to test our character and to, to show us that, like, you know, sometimes it's going to happen to us. Like, that we need to be better, uh, you know, on, on a nightly basis. And you know, we need to know that teams can do that to us, that we aren't, you know, an unbeatable or uh, anything like that. So... And that was the, the the general the gist of it was that you know Philly was really good, they weren't. On to Atlanta. And and talking to Matt Velasquez live from Philly after the Bucks get beat on Christmas Day, one twenty one one oh nine. There there was a lot of that reaction on Twitter that it is just a, another regular season game. Bucks have done this to a lot of teams and they have, but there's not a lot of teams that have been able to play that physical of defense in the post against Giannis and are able to throw that much length at him down down low. Do you see that being anything that, that the Bucks are going to have to change moving forward, or, or is there an adjustment that you see Budenholzer and, and the staff could make come next time you see Philly in February? Uh, I mean, I don't know how, how big the adjustment needs to be. I think that Giannis, you know, he, he mentioned after the game, like, I'm, he goes, I'm just going to do the things I always do. He, he didn't think the defense was all that different from the Sixers compared to last year when you know, the last two times these teams played, Giannis scored, you know, over 45 points each time. Yep. Um, you know, so he, he thought he needed to be better. He's like, some days the shots just aren't going to go in. Uh, he was 8 of 27, which, you know, I uh, saw a good stat from Tim Bontemps from ESPN Stats and Info that, you know, there hasn't been a game where Giannis has missed more than 18 shots. Uh, and, and today that happened. Um, you know, a lot of those were, were in close where he could have scored. He had a chance to score. It looked like it wasn't a, a function of the defense. He just couldn't get it to go down. Um you know, so I think that there, there, there could be some adjustments in terms of like getting the ball to different guys and, and finding ways to have him have him play make and uh, get help from his teammates and things like that. Uh, but in terms of Giannis doing what he does, he, he's just going to keep doing it. 
And that's the biggest part of it. Matt Velasquez, Matt underscore Velasquez, where you follow him online uh, during games, and you can follow along as well uh, with his stories at JS Online as well. What about George Hill? It seems like he is by far their most consistent player outside of Giannis and Middleton. No, when it comes to scoring, he's been great. Um, you know, the, the issue was that uh, when he was out there in, in the first half, uh, the Bucks were still outscored by a substantial margin because uh, the Bucks bench just wasn't very good tonight. Um, you know, usually it's been a strength. They've been pretty positive with that bench mod mm-hmm. for a lot of the season. Uh, but they couldn't get anything going. You know, Robin Lopez had a bunch of open threes that he that he missed. Um, you know, they, they weren't getting stops, uh, and so they weren't getting very much transition. Um, it, it was just, you know, and it, it was one of those games where anything that could go wrong did. And, and, you know, George Hill was very good. He was scoring. He was uh, he was making plays and all, all that stuff. But he he couldn't keep up with, with everything the Sixers were doing, at least by himself, that's for sure. Matt, does it feel like it's going to come down to these two teams in May? I think so. I think I still have that feeling. I think I had that feeling before the season yep. uh, even started. Uh, I know a lot of people are obviously looking at this game and saying, "Wow, like, you know, this means so much. Um, you know, that means the, the Sixers are going to be unbeatable in the playoffs if they play like this." It's like, well, of course, any team that makes 47% of their threes uh, is going to be unbeatable. Yeah. Uh, you know, for for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but but instead of looking too far into the future, I mean, yes, the playoffs are the most important thing, and these two teams very well could be on a crash course uh, for. Uh, for the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the way they, they've been playing or with the way they have shown they can play. Um, but there's also three more matchups between these two teams before the end of the season. Like Before we get to the playoffs, we'll get a better sample size of like what Bucks Sixers looks like. And we'll get to see, you know, is today indicative of things to come? Are the Sixers going to dominate the regular season matchups between these two teams? Um, or are the Bucks going to be able to come back, you know, you mentioned in February, and be able to hold serve on their home court and, and maybe show some things they didn't today? Maybe Eric Bledsoe will be back for that game. You would, yep. you would expect so, considering how, how long it is from now. Um, you know, but will, t- will Matisse Thybulle be back? You know, will, they, will both teams be at full strength, and can we see how things will look? Um, you know, so I think that we have plenty of time to figure out who's going to do what and, and how things are going to shape up uh, between these two teams. Um, but from what I've seen, um, they, they, I don't think anything has changed in my opinion in terms of thinking that these two teams uh, remain the best of the East. Matt, have you, uh, do we have any more updates on Eric Bledsoe, or does it appear that two weeks is still pretty right where it is, right where it's sitting uh, at? So we talked to Bud uh, before the game today, and he said that Bled was getting uh, a workout in, that he has, he's progressing. He said he uh, doesn't think he'll be back uh, for Friday's game in Atlanta. That is two weeks since he, he suffered the avulsion fracture uh, in Memphis. Um, but he also said he doesn't think it's going to be too long after that. So and we were given a, a two-week kind of time frame from the time that, that Bledsoe got hurt, uh, or maybe from the day that they, they announced it, which was the day after, uh, but the expectation is that he probably won't be available for Friday. We don't know exactly when, but hopefully soon after. Giannis took a tough poke there to the eye in the fourth quarter and then went right back at Tony Brothers and, and voiced his displeasure with the call. How, how did he seem in the locker room, spirits-wise, and also how did that eye look? Uh, well, in terms of spirits, Giannis was—he he seemed, you know, like he usually does after a loss. You know, he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I, as I mentioned in the conversation with you, that he thought of something the Bucks might need, as a, you know, kind of a character-building game, something they can grow from. Uh, in terms of the eye, his eye did not look good. Um, you know, it was red uh, and puffy, and it was kind of water, kind of watery. You know, there's a kind of a streak of uh, like either 
like you know sweat or shears sure. or whatever yep. it was like uh, under like kind of like horizontally across the the underside of his uh, uh, of his eye on uh, his bottom eyelid they just wouldn't go away um definitely definitely looked like it hurt uh, and i definitely am not surprised uh, at his level of frustration with not getting a foul call there uh, especially after seeing the eye up close yeah i mean and and those are some of the more painful injuries that that you don't necessarily think of you think oh everybody gets poked in the eye that's a different style when you're bearing down and somebody forcefully jams that thing in there especially if they can get inside the the eyelid matt velasquez with us from philadelphia here just a couple of more minutes so four free throws from Giannis today did you feel like he got less calls than he usually does or did it feel like across the board they were calling it a little bit looser I think the answer is yes to both things. Okay. I, I think I think the game uh, they were generally letting them play uh, on both ends, and then when if they're letting them play, then Giannis isn't going to get calls because they're they're letting them play. They're not calling as many fouls. Um, I, I thought there were a few fouls because I was on the baseline under one, like, by one of the hoops. Um, so when it happened on the other end of the court, it was harder for me to make a, a judgment as to whether it was a bad call or not because I didn't have a replay or a monitor available in front of me to get a better angle. But from the plays that happened on my end of the court, there were there were a few shooting fouls that, that were not called. Um, and I think that goes that, that goes for both teams. Um, but Giannis, obviously, it stands out more because his, his game is so predicated on getting to the hoop, you know, getting to the rim, being able to, to score there or get fouled. Um, and so, you know, I think there were definitely instances today, that, and I'm sure you saw too, where he wasn't getting calls when you thought he might. Matt, appreciate it, man. Great stuff. Get on to uh, Atlanta safe. Get the hell out of Philadelphia, though. I, I don't like that place. I don't really like Embiid. And I know, you know what? Those people are just overreactionary. Don't get booed on your way out of there, all right? Be safe. I'll, uh, I'll try my best. Make sure you are. All right, Matt, we'll talk on Friday. All right, we'll talk to you later. That's Matt Velasquez joining us from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia as the Bucks lose to the Philadelphia 76ers today in a Christmas Day matinee, one twenty-one to one oh nine. Sour on the Fan brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College Athletics. They offer athletic scholarships in 15 different junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. So the basketball not over for the day. Actually, it's still just beginning right now. Houston taking on Golden State. How a team with seven wins gets on Christmas Day? Well, you lose Kevin Durant. Steph Curry gets hurt in the middle of the second game of the year. And you have D'Angelo Russell playing with Willie Cauley-Stein as the starters for the Golden State Warriors. So they are currently down 13 to Houston. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and all them. Uh, Damian Lee, the leading scorer for Golden State with four points right now. Boston got a good win on the road. 118-102 early on. Jalen Brown was the story in this one from a scoring perspective for Boston as he finished the day with a 30 spot. Jason Tatum was struggling early on, was 1 of 10 in the first half, finished 5 of 18 with 11 points. All Boston starters in double figures, 22 as well from Kemba Walker. Pascal Siakam did not suit for the Toronto Raptors later on today. The one at 7 o'clock is a doozy. Clippers and Lakers from Staples Center. The 22-10 and 10 L.A. Clippers against the 24-6 and 6 L.A. Lakers. Lakers will be the home team in that one as they share the same building. And in the nightcap tonight, Pelicans and Nuggets. So you get a 7-win team in the Golden State Warriors and an 8-win 
New Orleans Pelicans team. That is what happens when you schedule these games and do not flex them. You don't have the opportunity to on Christmas Day. Uh, Zion Williamson was the featured story in the Denver-New Orleans game. Zion Williamson uh, will not make the trip. But Brandon Ingram dropping 25 is always fun to watch. Bucks get beat down in Philadelphia today. No other way to say it. They get drummed. They get beat up. They get out physical. They get out shot. 47.5% from the Philadelphia 76ers today. A 121-109 victory. Bucks trailed by 21 at the half, by 27 at one point in the third. Really trailed by 20 most of the second half. Giannis, 8 of 27 from the field, finishes with 18. A team high and a game high, 31 from Chris Middleton, 31 and 11 on the other side from Joel Embiid. Thanks to Dan Plucker working for me on or working with us on Christmas here today. Appreciate everybody hanging out here on a Christmas day. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This has been the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North. We'll be back on Friday night here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.